0: Welcome another episode Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. We're going to talk about a couple of light-hitting but quick-witted uh, and culturally uh, well-known uh, celebrities who got their start in baseball and went on to media fame, Bob Euchre and Joe Garagiola. Uh, first thanks sponsors, Tops Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here with uh, uh, my... Uh, I shouldn't say favorite guest, because that'll hurt the feelings of the others. But I have no guest or no co-host that is finer or better than Rich Klein. So Rich, welcome to the show. And I think that's appropriate to our conversation, because when Johnny
1: Carson hosted his final show of The Tonight Show, the guest that had been on more than anybody else was Mr. Baseball, Bob Uecker. So I I just consider myself Bob Uecker to your Johnny
0: Carson. You're not Ed McMahon.
1: I'm not Ed McMahon.
0: I'm I'm Bob Uecker. (laughs) The listeners don't even know who Ed McMahon is. Oh, who's Johnny Carson? <laughs> Some of them. So. Yeah, I mean, that's thirty years.
1: You know, think about it. That's almost 30 years ago at this point where he signed off for the last time.
0: More than a, It's more than a generation. So, yeah. 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 And it's and when you look at the TV from back in those days, it's it's no it's not high def. I mean, it looks like it's a, a home movie, I think. <laughs> it's just not. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about a couple of guys, uh, Bob Euchre's older than me, uh, you know, 10 years older than me. So I'm very well aware of his career. Uh, Garagiola, uh, my dad's age. So and he both. Well, Euchre's still around. Um, uh, Graziola passed away. Really nice. Both of them, I think, were nice guys, and and uh, they both must have pretty quickly figured out that their future could be in baseball, but not hitting the curveball, <laughs> apparently, or catching in some cases. Euchre led the league in pass balls, although that was that was Bill Nico's fault, <laughs> yeah, perhaps not his fault. But well, uh, he he Negro to a
1: 1.89 ERA in '67, and Nico led the National League, yeah. and so he did. Good work and really helping Phil get confidence in being able to be a full-time knuckleball starter. Of course, he also hit like 153 that year to drag his career average under 200 once and for all. So he got to finish at 199. You know, and Garagiola was actually a decent hitter when he came up, but he probably had you know probably got the aches and pains of being a catcher. But Garagiola ends his career with the 54 New York Giants right. and gets a World Series ring for in both basically his first and last year of his career. His first year of his career, he's a starting catcher for the 46 Cardinals. You know and and I know he's not part of our discussion, but it has it makes sense. And I know many people got tired of hearing Tim McCarver every October doing World Series broadcasts. But there's something to be said for Euchre and Garagiola and then later McCarver for being a catcher and seeing the whole
0: field in front of you and understanding how the whole game unfolds. No, it's worse than that. It being a St. Louis Cardinals catcher and seeing, yeah. you know, Bush Stadium or whatever the they had something before Bush Stadium though. What was the one? Yeah, I actually, it may have been Bush Stadium. But it was Sportsman's Park or something like, like that in the twenties. Right. But they're all three were Cardinals catchers. All, you know, all so three were Cardinals, out right in the middle of the country. Would you say that Euchre was one of the first personal catchers? I think he was. You know, he, in a
1: sense, he was the first well-known personal catcher, even though it was only for a year, because he caught Bob. He, as I said, he caught Phil Negro in his final year. So he was, and Euchre is a strange career. I mean, he couldn't hit. Except he could hit Sandy Koufax. He has like, you know, every everybody right, hit right. Sandy Koufax, he'd be in
0: the whole thing today. Right, right. And, and he says Sandy Koufax shouldn't be. He's right. Get me out. <laughs> well, okay. So Euchre, uh, not a good hitter. And, um, you know, when, when, when the knuckleball was really dancing, you know, there may have been some backlash from the other catchers saying, we, we, we can't catch this guy. He's going to make us look bad. And so, uh, but again, the the interplay between offense and defense You know, catcher's an important defensive position if you can't catch the knuckler. And uh, apparently Euchre had the ability to laugh it off. There's something to be said about, you know, Casey Stengel, the famed manager, Yankees, Mets,
1: Brooklyn Dodgers, Boston Braves, when the Mets made their first expansion pick in 1962, Hobie Landreth, he was a catcher. And Stengel's line is something to the effect of, well, you need a catcher, otherwise you're going to have nothing but pass balls. (laughs)
0: That's probably true. Um, Okay, so uh, Garagiola, at some point, uh, I think pretty quickly moved into some media kinds of stuff. He he had a he had a, a shtick, you know, but he, I think he – I think I did I, – I had I have spent a little bit of time with him back in the day, and I just always had the impression – again, he was my dad's age uh, – that he was a nice man. Well, and the thing I mean, about the
1: Raziola I've, is he, he – I actually – when I started following baseball in the mid-'60s for the Yankees, he was a Yankees announcer. Yeah, well, he was a – Raziola's in- been part of my existence ever since – I was literally following baseball. So, I mean, in 67, the Yankees had three announcers, Joe Garagiola, Phil Rizzuto, and Jerry Coleman, all of whom just lasted forever as announcers and baseball personages. Phil Rizzuto, you know, was an announcer until the early 90s. Garagiola did stuff forever. He was hosting the Today Show as late as 89 and 90. And uh, Jerry Coleman, until a couple of years ago, until he recently passed, was still announcing at least home games for the San Diego Padres.
0: Yeah, I mean, it basically... I think anybody that plays in the big leagues is a more amazing than we think. Here's Bob Eucher, who had a career uh, right at 200, you know, batting 200, one out of five, you know, which is, you know, kind of below the Mendoza line if they're, but I don't know where the Mendoza Mendoza line is for catchers, but, uh, but he apparently had to be good enough that he's in the big leagues. And if he'd be in high school or college, he'd probably bat in 400 or something because he wasn't terrible, but you're facing the best of the best big league pitchers. Garagiola kind of same thing. He's a more of a 250 hitter. And like I say, he may have just broken down. Uh, you know, he was because he wasn't that old. He, yeah. he 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 retired when he was when he wasn't that old. Now, and you know, and bringing this back to sports cards, Garagiola has cards in
1: the 40s and 50s. Yeah. You know, and you can get their collection on places like Com reasonably easy, and it's not super expensive. Other than the base card, you know, he's a little more expensive than the common, but he doesn't have really any high numbers or any super tough cards. I think 52 tops is probably the most expensive of well, any garage.
0: Well, one of the reasons I want to do these two guys together is because they both have some fame into the, to the, to the broader world. Uh, Euchre was in a lot of, uh, you know, movies and TV and stuff like that. And, and Joe Garagiola was a Good Morning America or something. I mean, he, did, he did a bunch of different things. But Garagiola's cards do have a slight, if any, premium. I don't really see much of a premium. Whereas Euchre is extremely popular. Do you relate that to regional interest? or I think Garagiola was more popular when he was announced.
1: Yeah. Now, as we talk about you know going back into faded memory, you know you don't see Garagiola unless you listen to something like a '78 World Series broadcast on YouTube to you know to just go go back if you're a Yankee fan to those days. Like John Newman, who you've interviewed, you know that's like one of his sweet spots, and he might listen to that occasionally. But that's for you know that's 40 years ago at this point when Garagiola was at his peak, and that's when his cards were at the peak. Euchre still announcing games for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he, he basically encompasses their entire history, and he's still sharp doing the games. You know, it, it's one of these things where he's still good, he's still funny, he still has the same, he still has the same voice, and he has a real, we, you know, we've talked about this with Jim or we will talk about this, is that he also has a 62 rookie parade card, which maybe 75% of the time when I hear about people looking
0: for 62s is the last card people need for their set. You know, the other distinction I make between those two guys is that uh, Joe Garagiola was a genuinely funny guy, whereas Bob Euchre was a comedian. And so a comedian. I mean, he he got more laughs. I mean, I, I think Joe Garagiola was a warm, friendly, funny guy, and uh, and Bob Eucher was was drier uh, and funnier, and and like you said, more more contemporary. And I, I love the way he can. And they both poked fun at their inability to be a an all star, to be a, or maybe even to have a, you know a have any 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 whiff at the Hall of Fame. Right. And, and for today's generation of, of many of the podcasters, Bob Euchre's is also
1: in the, you know, in the uh, Major League movie as, as the announcer. Just a bit outside, you know, for the ball that goes 50 <laughs> feet like dip, like 50 cent through the first pitch there a few years ago, which went, we don't know where. Uh, and, you know, so he's now he's remembered for that as well. And, you know, Euchre and Garagiola both continue to be somewhat in the hobby. There's uh, Garagiola's business card was a Topps baseball card. He was friends with Cy Berger. And, you know, he had a special, you know, business card made for himself. And Bob Euchre, 25 years after his 63, what I call first card alone, has a reprint card that's really cool for some charity that obviously he
0: had to approve. So they both continue to be involved in the hobby for many years. You know, both those cards, I don't know if I picked them up or you picked them up. I think Joe Garagiola sent me his, but you probably picked up the Bob Euchre thing uh, for for us to be able to, you know, represent. But... um, You know, one of the challenges that you and I both have, even though we have really good memory, is that when we picked up something and it was the only one we ever saw, then it's hard to know how truly scarce it is. But if it's the only one we ever saw, we tend to think, gee, maybe that was, maybe that's pretty scarce. Here's a real life story on that. Uh, Reggie's Regiment Card. I found digging through one
1: of Audrey Gold. It might have been Steve Gold at that point, or Bruce Gold. It was Steve Gold, or it could have been Audrey digging through one of their albums. I paid all the $5 for the car. I put in the almanac for $5. That's what we paid for it.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: John Slater, who had been doing what they call checklist collection or something like that for our old friend Frank Barney, who thankfully I saw a few Facebook posts from him the other day, so I'm glad to say he's back posting to some extent. Uh, John Slater called me or emailed me and said, by the way, uh, I paid $35 for my car two weeks ago. You're, you're a little too low at $5. Okay, John, I'll raise that card right now. You know, it's a one-card set. That's easy enough to raise. And so you're right. That was one of the challenges. A card that was legitimately probably a $25, $30, $35 card at the time, probably $50 today, I just happened to pick up because $5 for a card I've never seen before from the late 60s is a sweet spot. Okay, let me just get it. And
0: then, you know, a year later, it's booking at 35 Why? Well, the person who really knows who collected Reggie Jackson said, you're way too low. The, um you know, one other thing is you're bringing up, we we're talking about the, you know, the fact that these guys were catchers. And I think that's not by accident. It's not coincidence, but it can just, just imagine, you know, cause I know you and I, in fact, we may have met on the softball field, but you know, the whole idea of a catcher being back there, who's like a comedian. And, you know, for those listeners who've played a lot, you know, been playing baseball, especially kind of pickup baseball, there's a lot of trash talk. And most of the trash talk, if it comes from the catcher. It's to try to get you off your game and to and to think about uh, you know something that's unrelated that's going to make you swing and miss. Uh, so you know, if, can you imagine going up to bat with Bob Euchre being the catcher and him making some some wisecracks and then you're laughing in the middle of trying to hit a curveball or a fastball? I mean, it'd be hilarious. It is. I mean, even there's a fame story about
1: Yogi Berra talk, you know, telling Hank Aaron he's holding the bat wrong in the middle of the '57 World <laughs> Series, trying to distract Aaron from hitting the hitting the ball. You know. <laughs> You know, so it, it's much more common than even we realize.
0: Well, maybe that's where they honed their uh, comedic talents. Um, you know, we, uh, the Joe Garagiola thing is, you know, the, the amazing thing is his not next door neighbor, but he grew up on the same street and is the, almost exactly the same age as Yogi Berra. And, um, you know, so that's... And would
1: Yogi have lasted as popularly long as he did if he didn't have Garagiola telling these stories about him? I think... If maybe embellished
0: of- a little... Because Yogi was not uh, an impre- uh, impressive uh, physical specimen. No,
1: in you know, fact, well, Garagiola was up, more you,
0: impressive. You would think, well, hey, this guy looks, cool. looks like a real ball player. Right. No, he, he, you know, well, and gra- like say, Garagiola more uh, looked apart. And, and a, perhaps yeah. when they were teenagers, uh, I think Garagiola deflects, deflected this, but it's possible that Garagiola was was better when they were teenagers. Right. But Yogi really came on strong. Right. Yogi does yeah, he was a better hitter. He was always a better hitter than Garagiola. Yeah, um, Rich, I think that's that's good for for those two uh, catchers. I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll sign off for today. Always a pleasure visiting with you about uh, uh, sports card insights, uh, fresh and uh, not stale, but old. Uh, what goes around comes around, listeners. So uh, understanding the past is a good uh, way to uh, have greater understanding in the future. So thanks, Rich. Thanks, listeners. Thanks Be back again tomorrow with another. Um, Different episode. Uh, we, we bounce around here. And even with Rich, uh, again, it's it's fun to just to uh, try new things. And if you like some of these episodes, uh, tell me you want more. Dr. James Beckett at gmail.com. dot com. Tell Rich, too. Rich, Rich uh, loves feedback uh, on Twitter. Geek. OK, fair enough. So, again, uh, talk to you tomorrow.